0: It's the voice of the one and only DJ Screen, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to the Casual Flex. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, aka Dukes D Scoop. Catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Dukes D Scoop. Make sure you go down there, hit that like and subscribe button for me. Uh, before I get started, uh, this sh- this episode is brought to you by the God Brand. Uh, this is a brand developed by Janice Hunt Jones, who is an author and an Auburn graduate. This is her new book from Dust to Glory. Uh, it's a look at her walk with Jesus Christ and how it has affected her and how it can help us. Because Lord knows, guys like me and Jared McIntyre need prayer for sure. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> Hey now, now, that that leads me into my guest today. I got Jairus McIntyre, Auburn legend, former Kansas City Chief, uh, head coach of one of the top programs in Florida, uh, Tampa Catholic. J Mac, what's going on, bro? What's going on, my brother? How you doing tonight? Man, I'm cool, man. I'm cool, man. It, it, it's good, man. And um to finally get you on again. Like we uh it is it, is it, it's cool just to see how everybody, how you know saying from my era back in Auburn, like is doing their thing, and you look up. Now, you know, I thought so I do recruiting for 24/7, and uh I'm looking at all these players Auburn's recruiting. And I'm saying, dang, who's that head coach? They must got a he- must got a heck of a coach. And then I look up at this uh Jairus McIntyre. So man, tell me about how's your experience been when somebody who's an Auburn man through and through, and you've got players that Auburn is interested in. How do you separate those two to make sure that you're not clouding your players' judgment because I know they respect you and, and selling them, you know, and just telling them the real deal about how you feel about Auburn. Like, is that a fine line for you to walk?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, man. Uh, just really knowing what Auburn's about. Mm-hmm. Auburn's going to sell itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times uh, everybody has a different situation. So, you know, what I try to do is is give them the information about everybody right. and let them pick um, of course, I'm a little biased to Auburn because I went there. Right. You know, it's love is great. Uh, it's a great environment, great place. So um, I don't stare at them that way. But but you know, Auburn's gonna sell itself, and if they go up there, they're gonna love it because it's one of the you know the best places in the country to go play college football and go to school in general. So um, I don't I don't push them that way. But but it is a fine line because there are a lot of other great universities out there that recruit my school. And I want to continue them, you know, continue for them to recruit my school. Right. Uh, and not put everybody to Auburn. But at the end of the day, when you go visit up there, you know, it's it's a lovely place. And uh, I don't even really gotta push them that way when once they go visit and see it. So um fine line, but at the end of the day, if they wanna to go to the plains, I ain't gonna say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, so this year you got one of the top linebackers in the country and uh Lewis Carter. Uh tell me about how he's developed and how proud you are of him as far as seeing how he became everybody, everything that you knew he could be.
1: Yeah, man, I'm really proud of him, man. He's a, he's an outstanding kid, hard worker, you know, could play running back. He's going to college to play linebacker fly around, but just the leader he became um, through, you know, from the start, when I got him as a freshman uh, through his senior year, Um, you know, he's one of the special players, one of the better players I've ever coached. And, you know I'm proud of him, and he, like I said, he's continue to work hard to get ready for that next level. So he'll, um, you know, I think he's going to do great things.
0: So when Auburn recruited him, they got in a little bit late because I think they were a little concerned about his size. When some other schools were like, "We don't care. We looking at like it, he's a ball player, regardless if he's six feet, if he's five nine, if he's six four, don't matter. He's a ball player." So as as Auburn began to come around and say, you know what, you know, it's his film. They saw more of his film, and they saw what type of ball player he was. Do you think that Auburn getting in late hurt them in his recruitment process? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, kids want to feel
1: the love early. Right. He didn't, you know, didn't feel the love early. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. You know, everybody's going to be entitled to their opinion and what they think as a player. Um, I think it's a hell of a player regardless if it's, you know, foot, foot six, three six four gonna be an outstanding football player, you know, uh, at the next level. Um, you know, I you know, I know Harshon was there at the time when his recruitment started. So, you know, it was a little different. Um, so um getting in late obviously didn't help at all. Um, you know, he had he had love for Armor, he liked Armor. Um so unfortunately they you know they came in late and and uh didn't help themselves at all. But that happens, you know it happens all the time. Sometimes Coach you do come in late and and, and and kids end up born there. So it kind of right. goes both. At the end of the day, I think the kids want to feel
0: the love from the beginning all the way to the end through the recruitment process. Yeah, I think that's really important. Uh, sometimes having that early evaluation or prognosis of who a player can be helps in the long run because sometimes it's like, you know, uh from when I talked to Lou, it was like, you know, Venables wanted me at Clemson soon as he got to Oklahoma, I was one of his first offers. Like, you know, he always felt that uh, Lewis Carter is committed to Oklahoma, uh, for those that don't know. But he made mention of, you know, the love that he got there, you know, how often that he called him. So now Auburn has Coach Hugh Freeze. And from what you know about Coach Freeze, do you think that Auburn may have an outside shot at a kid like Lewis Carter? And what do you think that Hugh Freeze brings different to the table that you haven't been seeing lately from a high school coach's perspective from Auburn?
1: Um, I haven't heard from Hugh, so I, I really don't know. Um, I, I don't know if they've reached out to Lewis. Um, I've heard great things about him through through, through Coach Cadillac as far as um him as a coach and 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 just you know getting to know him over the course of this last week or last couple of weeks. So I do know um. And why well, not not know but i've heard great things about them and uh, obviously i look forward to meeting them and, and talking to them you know just being a alumni and a former player in high school coach um so not necessarily sure you know of, of that whole dynamic of what's you know what's really going on or if they reach out or if they're gonna reach out i don't know i know he's coming to oklahoma at this point so right Um, i, I didn't to focus on that um but but like i said from what i heard Coach Cadillac and, and, and others that you know he is a a good coach and a hell of a recruiter and and all the stuff that you want and need at that level
0: um or at this level of play in the SEC West and, and to be on a
1: national stage. Nah,
0: it's it's and it's dope that you brought up uh Lack. Um, so I saw Lack visited your school yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was so, that yeah, yesterday? So, so with you guys being friends and. um you know, you guys have a great relationship. Even even back in the day, to see y'all together a lot. Um, yeah. Um, Lat Cool is a fan too. And yeah, yeah. when uh, how was that? You know, when you just think about it, like, dang man, you know, it's 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 twenty years later, and one of my best friends is coming to recruit a guy at my school. Like, does it feel weird or did, or, or do you ever felt like you would have saw each other in this role? Like, what what, yeah. what goes through your mind when something like that happens?
1: It's crazy because it's like it's it's, it's full circle because it's like. Right. You can remember, you know, being college kids and hanging out and playing ball and, you know, getting to the league and hanging out and, you know, playing ball and, and chopping it up, but never thinking you're going to be a coach. Like, I, don't, I ain't really think I was going to be a high school head coach. <laughs> you ever thought he was going to be a, you know, a running back coach, associate head coach, or interim head coach, you know. Right. You know, so it's like this is kind of, you know, when you when you really, really put it in perspective, it's like really just pouring back. Like he right. always said, serving these young men and helping them um, and, and doing something right that, that you that you love. I mean, you know, you're older, don't play no more, but being able to coach and serve and give back and and, and chop it up with the kids the same way we were years ago. Um, it just kind of comes full circle. And I, and I was telling you know Coach Knox that he recruited me uh, to Auburn, uh-huh. and, and and I'm playing for him, and you know 20 or some years later, he's back at the school. Recruiting kids, I'm telling them stories about how he used to yell at me, and it's just <laughs> they, they telling him stories how I yell at them. Right. So it's uh yeah, man, it's 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 really uh really a blessing to be able to still be able to stay in the game and do stuff that help kids. So um the whole Cadillac situation, I'm super proud of him. It was great to see him, you know, on the sideline as the head coach, running up and down the field, you know, head coaching against Nick Saban winning some games at Auburn, the game injured here. You know, it was just um, a lot of a lot of good. And, and I'm glad he's still there. And they kept him on to be able to continue to build off,
0: off what they did or what he did and, and, and brought the energy back to Auburn. So when Lack didn't get the full-time position, did you sense – any type of disappointment out of him and y'all, and like in y'all conversations, or was it more so just like, hey, dog, like, what? Because one thing, one one thing I do know about lack, and every time I see him, it's the same thing. He's so <coughs> even. Like people don't really realize they see the lack jumping up and down on the sidelines, but man, lack is so cool. Like you know what I mean? You could can yeah, be in a room with lack for thirty minutes, he might say two words. like yeah, you know, yeah. he just gonna peep the scene. So seeing that side of him was different. So. Did you, did you sense any type of disappointment from him as cool as he is, or was it just the same old act, just like, hey, man, this is what it is? Yeah. I mean, I think initially he may have been – said he was
1: disappointed, like, you know, for a minute, I guess. But, uh, right. you know, they talk and, they, you know, did some deals and negotiated some stuff, and you realize he would be there and still be able to help out and talk to Hugh. And Hugh, you know, kind of laid out the plan and whatnot. I think he felt like, you know, inter- you know the energy was still there to continue to help. Right. Build just get us back how we need to. You know, getting some players in there, obviously. Um, right. for City, and just being Auburn man, and, and and you know, lighting that that stadium up the way you know he had
0: it. Man, had it, and, never man, seen man, nothing man. like it. Never seen yeah, nothing man. like it, dog. And that's what I'm saying, man. In, in that
1: vibe, in that environment, back to you know, obviously 2013 in the 2010 season right. or four. Right. You know, through through the two thousands, I was we was there. You know, at school, it, 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 it you know you just had that vibe at all. You know, when you're playing George, when you're playing right. with That's you. It's it's um. Want to get back to that, you know? And I think you know, with you and and having some of those guys on staff and continue to build a staff, it, it would be uh, it'll be interesting and fun, and hopefully he can you know switch it up and turn it around with you know with the help of Coach Cadillac. Um, I think he you know is excited right now being right. able to continue to be there, recruit, you know, and, and help out in, in any capacity that he has to.
0: No, nah, that's dope. Uh, yeah. I was going to oh. say, too, we were talking about Coach Knox fussing at you and uh, you fuss, yeah. fussing at your guys. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Y, You got a wide receiver down there that's a 24 kid. What's his name again? Yep. TJ Moore. TJ Moore. TJ Moore. Is it Terrence Moore? Yep, Terrence Moore Jr. Yep. Terrence, yep. TJ Moore. Tell yep. us a little bit about TJ Moore, uh, his potential, and what, what do you tell him in order to keep him grounded with all of the attention that he's getting with him being one of the highest ranked wide receivers in the country?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I just try to uh, tell him to keep stay focused. Work on the little things. Um, they tell all the guys that, but just working on the little things, being on time, working hard, um, getting in and out of your cuts, blocking, mm-hmm. uh, just, just get being early, staying late. Just a right. little thing that helps you when you get to that next level. Um, outstanding talent, man. I mean, Dude goes up one hand. Great ball skills, really natural at what he does and a lot of stuff. But it's just those little things like that that Knox taught us um, in, in the small things of you know playing their position. So he's a hell of a player. Great kid, works hard, and he's going to continue to do that. But I just try to go you know the little things. So so when he gets to the next level, he has a, a easier transition and being able to get on the field to make plays
0: when he got his offer from Auburn, I sensed a lot of excitement there. Um, from what you know, you guys conversations now, what does TJ like most about Auburn? Um, I think just the tradition and seeing
1: how energetic it is there in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, what we stated earlier, obviously not known to have a lot of receivers, uh, like some of the other schools, but being able to maybe start something, build something mm-hmm. similar to what the, the, the school across the state did maybe ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I I just think you know he kind of sees obviously with you, um, the guys that they've had in the past with you yeah. know DK and uh you uh, know what's my man's name DK and the other kid they had uh, AJ Brown right. Um, I, this you know, those big high, those big receivers that are able to go up and make plays and do good stuff.
0: Right. I think uh, seeing that and seeing what Hugh does and what he did at Liberty is also intriguing as well. Right. When you look at uh, Hugh, when you watch Hugh Freeze's offense, do you think he's going to throw it more when he gets to Auburn? Do you think he'll yeah. run it more? you think he's going to throw it more, huh? I think he's going to throw it more, but I think he does it on the base of Auburn
1: football. Right. And maybe what we have on the roster, I'm not sure what Tank going to do, whatever it may be, but... I do know um, they are going to probably throw that ball
0: around, man. I think
1: he's known for that. I think that's what he's going to do. Right,
0: okay. Now, I think – so, when it comes down to right now, there isn't a defensive coordinator in Auburn. How important do you think not having your coordinators are right now? Like, is it? Is it – a? Yeah. Is, is, is it a bad thing In recruiting Like cause right now You in the midst of You got every school In the country Coming to see your guys Cause we didn't even Talk about Big Eddie Like, mm. like you, You've got Top 100 guys All over Your campus You're seeing Schools come in With everything Already lined up You got The Nick Sabans Of the world You got the Brent Venables You got Kirby Smart You got everybody You got the NIL There, Everything is together with Auburn transitioning right now and not having their coordinators in place, is that something do you think it's a drawback or do you think that, you know, just as long as they get them in, they'll be fine?
1: I think with a 23 kid, it's definitely a drawback or, or a portal kid who's trying to figure out where they want to go. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like you won't know you wanna know who the coordinator is. Right. You know, obviously you wanna know your position coach and the coordinator. Right. You got the head coach. So so, you know, as a as a as a linebacker or as a D, D lineman, you're gonna want okay, who's this guy? He's calling the defense. What type of defense? Does he like guys my size? Will I fit into this scheme? So I really feel like it's very, very important. I think offensively, if you know the head coach is the offensive play caller, it's a little different. So, you know, the offensive guys going to know, okay, he's going to call the plays. I mean, let's be real. He's going he gonna to hire a coordinator and give him some money, but he going to play. He gonna call the play. So I think now, for, in, in the sake of Auburn, it may be who's a D coordinator. Okay. Um, so I, I think that's how I look. but I think the quicker you have a full staff, you can recruit recruit all the positions. It won't be as many questions asked. So um, I definitely think to answer your question, absolutely it, it matters having a coordinator and position coaches too. You know, right. Um know we we fill up most of the staff at Auburn, but but I, but I would you know the sooner we can get it all done,
0: I think the better. All right, so when you built your staff at Tampa Catholic, one of the top high schools in Florida, what did you look for in each position role? Like, like when you got your quarterbacks coach, did you want somebody who was more like, did, did like what traits and what type of attitudes and personalities were you looking for in your, in your coordinators and your position coaches? And did it take you a while to put that together? Or was it just like, you just kind of knew and you already had guys. Well, I already had some guys, um, uh
1: that were already basically there that I, that I was comfortable working with. Others, I think, really, it's just managing your guys and knowing the game. Mm. Um, some people are going to be different, some I'm going to be yellers. So I'm going to, you know, have that vibe to where they don't have to yell, but they're able to get their point across. So um, for me, it's just a mixture of that, you know, okay. being able to manage your guys, making sure they do what they got to do, stay out of trouble, be on time, focus during practice, you know, all, all the, the little things. Um, but also having the knowledge of the game because you, you know, you, when you teach a high school kid, some of these kids haven't even played right. um, football until they get to high school. So it's right. just sometimes I really, really work on the fundamentals of, of the game.
0: Need yeah, a real teacher. I was going to say, did you hire your coordinators first, or did you hire your position coaches, or did it even matter?
1: Um, so I already basically hired coordinators.
0: Okay. And it kind of trickled down. Maybe
1: they knew somebody that wanted to coach. Um and things of that nature. So I, I would hire the coordinators first because you don't want to hire me personally, position coaches that have to fit in and coach with the coordinators that they're not used to. All um, right. So, you know,
0: but I think, at old this, old.
1: yeah, but that's think you guys familiar, right? Yeah, you yeah, got familiarity, but I think at this point, it is, um, so we just need some coordinators in there so these kids know, you know, who they're going to be playing for.
0: Okay. So, look, we I got to ask you this. All right, so go crazy Cadillac. Oh, yeah. crazy Cadillac, the iconic run in the iron ball, right? Mm-hmm. you right there with him the whole way.
1: Carnell Williams at the tailback. They'll hand it off to Williams up the middle. 25, cuts it inside. 30, 35, 40. There goes Cadillac. To the 50, to the 40, to the 30,
0: to the 20, to the 15. 10, go crazy Cadillac. What's going through your mind? When you see you lack breaking, you right there with him, like it, and you know. Cause, so now the kids high five like when they going down like that. Like yeah. y'all could have did that. That would have been hard, yeah. but yeah. like you know, what was going through your mind when you seen you lack break? First of all, that stadium was loud. Ooh. You know, usually when you are playing, it kind of
1: zones out. But boy, you could hear it. You could hear the energy. It was, it was, it was crazy. Like I said, right. oh no crazy was crazy. But, um, iconic moment people still talk to me to this day about it all the time right Yo, what are you to like where are you you know just you know it's like, like we talk about it now and honestly it was just just a great night great play um blocked it up well but but you know I, of course i wanted to get down that sideline and, and prevent anybody else from getting there making a play right um, um not realizing i'm running fast trying to trying to you know c- you know cut off the any defender that was coming so it, it was a great moment um i just remember staying in being so loud and and hoping that I got to that end zone before anybody got to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but I figured he, he you know, he you know, like
0: I—I ain't I wasn't gonna
1: get caught. So right. and I was—I, you know, I watched it over and over again just to seeing the energy and the way it was blocked up, and you know, the play call. It was—it was all, um, pretty pretty amazing that night. And you know, you know, I was glad that we were able to win um, and keep, you know, keep that stuff rolling and, and go to the ball game, beat Wisconsin. So. I think it helped propel some some energy into that 2004 season. And I always, you know, kind of be grateful for that moment in, in, in Auburn history.
0: Man, so I was talking to uh, DeMarco McNeil. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, matter of fact, we was at uh, Spence Wedding in Houston. It's a long time ago. Like, maybe I forgot when it was. But we was at the wedding in Houston. And Marco was like, man, we laid the foundation for that 0-4 team. I felt like we should have got more recognition. Like we laid the foundation. Did you ever feel like so when you was watching and now you in the league? You ain't really tripping. Like you, you, you in the league already. But watching that 0-4 team were you thinking like, dang no, man, we could have because that year y'all went in the 3 ranked what? Five? Yeah, five, two, three, four. We well, some, one time we went number one. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like
1: that was a learning experience for 0-4. Okay. I feel like we had the team in 0-3. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, people could say, oh, yeah, but we had a team in 03. Um, All right. We had a team, the players. All right, for whatever reason, it didn't work. But right. we finished. Um, then I think in 04, um, coaches included, I think they had an idea of okay, we know we went through in 03. Let's make the changes. Let's do what we got to do because we're still super talented. And let's go do what we got to do to try to win it in 4 and I, and I really feel like 3 was just a learning experience, you know, for coaches included, like I said, to help us and help the program. So in 4 we didn't make the same mistakes and and obviously um, made some changes, you know, with the offense. Um, other, you know, and it really, really, really helped. I think Jason Campbell and the whole Auburn football program with, with some of the stuff that, you know, they were able to do with the changes and the learning experience in, in 2004, I think. Uh, yes, you could say we laid the foundation, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, we were on the stage able to try to run the table and be what we should have been, but it didn't happen. So I, I, I could say we laid the foundation, but as far as getting credit, you know what I mean, you get credit for, for, for winning games and being um, hard-nosed Auburn football players and Auburn men. But you don't. Know, right. You ain't gonna get no trophy. You ain't getting no trophy if you don't win it all. You ain't get no trophy. So, right. Right. um, you know, with the with the recognition and all that, I mean, it is what it is. You know, 0-4, they did what they had to do to 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 win them all, and and that was, you know, that's what it is. You know, win win every game, and unfortunately, they didn't get a shot at the uh at the at the championship in 0-4, the BCS championship. But we all know, you know, that we're undefeated, and we call ourselves national champs. For and, sure. and national champions in my book. So, so that you know, that's how I look at the whole that situation.
0: Let's talk about oh, hey man, what what, what got into you in 03 though? Like, man, <laughs> it's it's like oh, hey, what happened? Like, it was like you know, yep. hey, you, you you were always a solid wide receiver, like no cap, like you you had a, a running backs bill, right? Fast as hell, right? And it and in that year, I think was it Vanderbilt game was your coming out party? Yeah, Vanderbilt. Yeah. So speaking of, yeah. Because speaking of O
1: three, we ain't school. We ain't school Week one or week two, LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, USC <coughs> or Jordan Tech. Jordan it, Tech in the A. I remember that in the A. They yeah. picked up your boy, um, whatever his name, little, 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 little light skinned qu- uh, quarterback, uh, Reggie uh, Ball. Had him in the air. Picked him up. I've been missing the force <laughs> this day. They had, and they beat us. They had my boy. They had them. They, they carried them on the field.
0: Brody! bro.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, Vandy, you know, I, I went out, made a couple plays, broke some tackles. And honestly, man, that helped me get drafted, bro. Like, to be real, like, that That, that was, you know, I always made some plays here and there in Auburn, through Auburn. But that year, I was like, look, it, you know, do or die. Last yeah. season, you know, anytime I touch this ball, I'm, t- I'm trying to go to the crib with it. So, um. <laughs> I mean, I just took that mentality. To be completely honest, you know, to answer your question, you know, three it was like, look, when I catch this ball, they gonna have to, they gonna have to drag me off this field. You know what right. I mean? They gonna smash me. They gonna to do something. I ain't that's going. How, that's how I look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, when I touch this ball, coach, they gonna, I'm, I'm trying to scope. Right. You know. So, so, um, that is what I, uh, that was the approach I took, and and, and I, I think that's really, really helped me. Um. Uh, that season and, and making those plays and being able to make plays after the catch and all that other good stuff. So that's how I thought. And that's how I planned.
0: Man, so did you ever like what with your build and how tough you were? I Man, some of them stiff arms, shake, it, breaking it tackles, like multiple tackles on the same play. Did you ever have? Did you ever play any running back, or did you ever think about yeah, playing yeah, running yeah. back?
1: Yeah, I did growing up. That's all I really played until I got to high school. So okay. that was that was in me um, naturally. My, my father, he played at a running back. Right. In the league, you know, for a little bit with, with Atlanta and Dallas play running back. So, um, that was always in me, you know, a little bit. You know, I was course, you know, I had that build and I lifted and was strong. So, I was like, hey, I'm going to take the approach, man. If I get in the space, I'm, I'm, I'm playing like a running back. So, um,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Now, this is the other thing, like, people may not know. <laughs> Bro, your shoe game. Yeah. I get, Now, you know, now I get credit for my shoe game, but, dog, your shoe game, like, I'm a new. I'm I'm like a okay shoe guy. Your shoe game, yeah. Yo, let's estimate. Now, back when we was in school, I knew when the Jordans was finna come out because J Mac already had them. Cause <laughs> I knew when the I, what, what Jordans come yeah. out. I go see what J Mac got on. Oh, okay, they'll be yeah. out next week. Yeah, Fine. yeah. So, how in your estimate, your estimate, your estimation, how many pair of Jordans you think you got? hey hmm.
1: I don't even know, bro. I don't know. I got a, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. But uh, man, I, I always from when I was young. Right. Whenever I was able, you know, had motivation parents, get your grades, do this, do that, and you get Jordans. And ever since I started getting them, I just it was an addiction. Yeah. Love J's, you know what I mean? And then and then after that it was, you know, kind of flipping to the ones, Alphas the ones, and then from there, you know, so it was it was uh it was something that I love to collect you know, and I enjoyed and I always wanted to have. Right. You know, preferably than Jay's early, but of course, I had Beyonds and Griffys and all the other, you know, all the other shoes. So, so it was, uh, it was something that I always just had a fetish for, man. Still do. So, yeah. It was crazy.
0: So, when I go out like and I'm doing interviews, I'm covering something, right? The first thing the kids will come up to me and say, Hey, uh, hey, hey, where you the shoes? And I, and I, and I started noticing that, like, Man, these kids like you know they enter the shoes like I am, so that's I might get an interview before the next person because of you know the shoes I got on my feet. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that you've been able to use that as kind of like a bridge to like kind of connect with some of the kids?
1: You know what I think a lot of times, you know, I think they all kind of call us OG, right? When sometimes when I'm out. You know, I'm in my, my regular coaching gear, so I just probably got some Nike, you know, coaching shoes or whatever. They ain't really seen the action. They don't know.
0: Shoe game, <laughs> shoe game. They don't know.
1: You they know, don't know, I come in the basketball game with some days.
0: they're going to be like,
1: hey, coach, you, ooh, ooh, you know.
0: And I'm like, bro, I've been doing this. I've been doing this. It ain't this. nothing new. Look. I've been I, doing this. Man, look, man, I remember, bro, like, it wasn't a whole lot of folks on white tees. And when I see you on the white tees early, I was on the white tees, I said, Oh, yeah. Brent, okay, okay. J Mac on the white tee he knows what's going on. So at the end yeah. of the day, you know, so I was like, oh yeah, J Mac got J Mac got some drip. So I always have respect yeah. for you know, from that for sure. All right. So you, you have this great senior season. You get drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. At this time on the Chiefs, the Chiefs had an all star team, bro. Like they it was talent everywhere. I think was I think you got was Trent Green the quarterback? Trent Green, yep. Yeah. You got Trent Green that quarterback, right? You got Priest Holmes, you got Larry Johnson at tailback. You got Tony Gonzalez, Jared Allen. Like so, when you stepped into this locker room, how big did your eyes get looking at guys? Like, like we play Madden, these guys we used it. Like and the next year, you playing with them. How was that like, as far as in their, Dante Hall, like, like how, the, the ex fat. We we got to talk about Dante. Tell my favorite player. Like, yeah. So. How was it when you looked in that locker room coming out of Auburn, being like one of the, like the big man, and going in there and be like, damn boy, I, these are literally Hall of Famers.
1: And, and the crazy part is, you named all them dudes our line, and our linemen. We had Willie Roof, who hasn't been inducted, w- and we had a captain named Will Shields, who's they've been in yeah Hall of Famers. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So, so that um, it was, it was, it was crazy, bro. Like. It was really a great experience seeing those dudes, seeing how they work, their attitudes, you know, just different, you know, just different kind of dudes. So, you know, you know, like Priest chilling, cool, dude, hanging out, just chilling. Right. Will Nut, you know, working hard, you know, family guy, big Willie Rove. I mean, he, at that time in his career, he, he was, you know, limping around, but he get out there, it looked like he run a full set. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was really just um a blessing and, and amazing to see those guys and be able to be on you know on a team with them and and, and out there and huddle with them, you know, in certain situations. It was it was really awesome. Um and I really wanna, you know, thank Dick for Mill. You know, he drafted me and gave me that opportunity to, you know, to be around. He's an all thing coach. Shoot. Oh, I forgot that coach. You know I didn't Even forget that, but it's like, yeah, Hoffman Coach, Willie Rose in the Hall of Fame, uh, Will Shields is in the Hall of Fame. I think Dante Hall should be in the Hall of Fame, Tony G um, Tony Gonzalez, yeah, T Gunn's in the Hall of Fame. So it's just like, when you look at it, I'm like, damn, I really was like around these Hall of Famers in their prime type stuff. So, um, nah, man, I loved it. Um, so it was really, really a good experience. I never, you know, changed for the world. Um,
0: did um, that coming from a, a NFL home with your dad being a uh, NFL running back. What kind of advice did he give you to get acclimated to the league? Really just be in a shape. It's
1: it's a job. It's a business. You can get released. It can keep you at any day. You know what I mean? So so take it for what it's worth. When you're there, do everything you can because you never know what it'll end. It's not for long. Save your money. Run Save your home. money. Save your bread because, you know, and I, and, I, and I was really, really fortunate to have them tell me that because you see a lot of dudes that don't. Um, but I honestly, just day by day, just grind day by day. You know, he's been one of the, you know, dudes that was so caught up in the football and we going out to train and we, you know, you're going to play ball, you're going to be respectful, you're going to play hard, but we're not doing all this, you know, how mm-hmm. cats do. Now, yeah, you know, I don't know if they do it up there. And, hey, there'll be a temp drive to Miami to play Little League and all that, hey, you hey, know, hey.
0: like. Listen, Little League in you know Atlanta, is like them Little League games look like high school games, bro. It, 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 it's crazy. Like, it really is. Like, like,
1: yeah. like so, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, 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 uh, it just always gave me just that, that quick, you know, hard nose, no nonsense, um, uh, I guess advice, work hard, do what you're supposed to do. You know, don't be with the BS and, and good things will happen. And, uh, that's what I did throughout my career, even when I got up to the, to the NFL. So, it's, uh, it's, it was a blessing, man, to be able to be around those guys, coached and, and experienced, that and uh, um, play for you know, the, the best university in the world, you know, Auburn right. university and all right, and uh, maybe when you look back, you just say, like, damn, like, when I was growing up, I said I wanted to get drafted to the NFL, I really said I wanted to go to Auburn because my dad went to. you know, right. I was really, really able to go to Auburn and get drafted to the NFL, That's it was crazy. Two, like, looking back, like, damn, and, and, and I really, you know, I was talking to you, it's kind of like to put it in perspective, it's like, damn, you know. And now I'm back at you know my high school giving back helping these kids try to get the um, it's really just you can you know it is when you talk when you look at it like that, it's like wow, that's all you were to say, you know. So being able to but to talk about it with, with great dudes like you, man. Man, go I,
0: ahead on man. Stop, man. We not know each other for hours,
1: <laughs> hanging out, man, going out and all that other stuff in and, and, and AU, man, it's just um it's really a blessing that we here Stop. talk about. Just talking about old stuff. Hey, we,
0: we ain't tell—we ain't telling none of the stories. I got the I got the Christian folks that sponsor me today, so we ain't gonna tell all the stories. We ain't okay, gonna tell...
1: okay. well, yeah, we just yeah, we just
0: gonna <laughs> keep <it> PG. <laughs> we gonna keep it PG with CP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, J man, let me. Is Arrowhead Stadium louder than Jordan here? Hell no. Huh?
1: No. Jordan Head Stadium. I'm gonna tell you, man. right sure enough, the the two loudest places I've ever heard. Is Jordan-Hare Stadium and LSU at night. Bottom line.
0: LSU and Jordan-Hare are louder than Arrowhead. Absolutely. Louder than Oakland.
1: Absolutely. Arrowhead Arrowhead is definitely louder than Oakland. They lost Vegas now, obviously, but Arrowhead is the loudest NFL stadium.
0: What's the loudest NFL stadium you played in? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. What second? Mile Got to be mile high. My high. I've been to Green Bay. How was Limbo? Limbo's loud.
1: Limbo's loud, but I will say Arrowhead is the loudest. Okay. And just overall, the LSU. Like, of course, when you're on the road, it seems louder. But I would say, like, that was louder than Jordan here. But obviously, we're on the road, so they're going to be a little louder when we're on offense. Right. But um, as far as yeah. loud that, I've heard. Right. So, uh, yeah,
0: the NFL. When it comes to – all right, all right. So, <laughs> you got Jordan here and Arrowhead. Right now, if you were – so, if you had to pick a place and you're on offense, Right. No, no, let's change this. Let's change this. You got a, a quarterback that's scary, right? NFL quarterback. Do you think it would be harder for an NFL quarterback to play in Jordan here than it would be in a away stadium with NFL fans? Jordan here.
1: In the end zone where we come out, the
0: side right. where we come out, right. there
1: where the student section was. When I, knew, I don't know if it's the student, student section. Right. But on the end Jumbotron is. Yeah, on that end, nah. If you down
0: there, that's loud. Nah. It, I'm, I'm <laughs> it, ain't. it, it, it you go you can't hit down there, man. Like, you can't hit no, it's real, it's real. And don't let it be night. Don't let hey man. When I hey man, the 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 Texas AM game. Dog, it was so crazy down there. Like for real, for real. It was like crazy, crazy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah like, hey man. Was they dead. was tripping. I'm gonna tell you what another uh another uh cool memory of Auburn was. Man, what about when Rudy had his coming out party? That Wyoming game, that was Wyoming. a crazy game. Gillyard, knocked the boy helmet. The ball went the other way. Rudy, 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 drug the man. Fifteen yards. <laughs> that was my first. That was my first game. That was
1: my first
0: game, and I was like, "Dang!" It was, that was, you know two. what? That was your first game because you reasserted it. Man, you yeah. only remember this when I came to Camp War Eagle. You was probably one of the first people I saw. We was uh, y'all was up there. At, we was on the hill. All of us were standing the hill. All mm-hmm. the regular students. Yeah, you, you must came over there to come see the freshman. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. The
0: freshman. <laughs> <The>
1: freshman. <laughs> I wasn't I coming to see you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey man. Nah, for real. All right, let let's get serious, man. All right, because we got close, uh, so my bad. But no, nah, man. <laughs> 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 hey. no, all, right, all, right, all right, let's get serious. All right, I got one more question to ask. I got to ask one more thing, man. Dante Hall, my favorite player. Ugh. man. Tell me the craziest mm-hmm. thing you saw Dante Hall do, whether it was at practice or in the game, and what made Dante Hall one of the best returners in NFL history? First of all, the
1: man is 5'8, right? Shifty as heck, right? Strong as heck with, with his lower body. People don't realize he's thick, lower body, thick legs. Right. So he's able to bounce off stuff, and he, he's so powerful lower body that he his lateral movement is ridiculous. So, um, man did all kind of stuff that you would be even in practice. Even in practice, um, he was active receiver. I wish he was used more um, to get in out of the breaks ridiculously. Um, but man, I, it's so many. I don't even, I don't even know. I think my rookie year in Denver, he had a stupid catch. Where he spun off, got a step back, spun around. <laughs> and yeah, it was stupid. It was hey, throw, I, it was I, I don't
0: remember that. that 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 play. He he catch the ball, step back, turn around, spin. Yeah, yeah, but but see the thing,
1: I be asking him. I was like, bro, how do you think of doing that though? Like most of the time, you catch the ball, you just boom, you get, you try to get. It's like, how do you think to step, then step back, spin? Like I don't, I don't know. It, it's just a natural ability
0: to like be able to. You- like when you saw that play, did you find yourself cheering like like a fan? Like or were you in yeah, the Oh, game? yeah, yeah. Just just like you know, how we are, like watching the, you know, oh, oh, like <laughs> I went
1: in on that play. I went, yeah, yeah, I went in. I went in on that play, so I'm, I'm watching like a fan. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, So it's uh it's it's yeah. It, it, fan. Yeah. Fan, yeah, fan. And boy, whatever them cats be talking about. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be that if we had
1: doing one on ones, he's shaking people. I'm gonna be a fanboy
0: that day. Like that. You know what I mean? So I don't care yeah. nothing about it. Like that's, that's Dante Hall. Like you know, do you think yeah. he gets his uh his respect as far as where he is, like in the record books or like as an all time great? As a returner, yeah, um,
1: could be more. I think a lot of people kind of diminished you know, being a returner. Um, that, that's that's a difficult part of thing. Um, so he gets the respect. I mean, he's a human joystick, right. guys. Age really, really, really know. I think the younger generation you got to pull up on YouTube, right? Um, and and
0: to see how and, crazy he really went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know you see guys running around, but they don't
1: really, really know. And and I do that, so I'm a lot. Do I pull up YouTube? I said, man, look at this. Right? Like this is they're like, cool. Who is it? Like even with Prime, you know they know Coach Prime, Coach Prime. But I'm like, let me go pull up Deion Sanders or Barry Sanders highlights for you. Barry Sanders. Yes. You when you watch it, then you'll be like. Like, Damn, coach, he was he was fire. Like, I know, you know. What <laughs> I mean? know, right? I do. I do it with Bo Jackson. I do it. You know, I do it a lot. So right. even with guys that 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 may come around, you know, um, that they might not really know, or remember, I'm gonna show them like, hey, this dude was legit. You gotta, you know, because we have guys come around. You might talk to them. and they might meet them and and see, but I gotta show them like this guy was legitimate. So. Um, Nah, it's just, it's just part of that generation that you got to show them for them to believe. it.
0: So, in your time in the league, best corner you played? <sighs> Champ Bailey. What made Champ Bailey so good? And, what was that? When you, and when you went up against Champ, what were you thinking in your mind? Oh, uh, fish. It's really, you don't even realize it
1: until after the fact. But we know, like, you know, Champ, Charles Wilson, uh, those guys are really, really good. Um, Champs hips, man. Just his hips, being able to turn, run, his quickness, his ball skills. I feel like he was a really good corner. Um, True Font wasn't bad in Seattle. He was a guy that that yeah. that was you know underrated. I think that I got to play against, um, practice against, obviously Ty Law and Pastor Tan uh, weekly. It oh. um, was well, daily. Shoot, um, those guys were really they were veterans, but they were really really savvy dudes. So I so I learned a lot. You know, from the, like I said, the Ty Laws and Pastor Tans. Uh, some of those guys, but really, like the that cat that you had on before, man. Carl Rogers, I think he go down. Of course, I didn't get a chance in the league, but just going against him at practice, man. Carlos Rogers, really, really good DB. I think he underrated. Was underrated in the league. But
0: Lowe's good. Lowe's was good, those was good
1: those, buddy. Lowe's was quick, very quick. Right, um, also, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I always mention him when people talk about corners because he was really uh, uh, athletic. Quick, long corner that didn't, uh, I don't think it. I respected the lead that he even made a Pro Bowl or two or whatnot. But like, I feel like um, in his time, even in San, San Fran and Washington, he did his thing um,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: throughout his career. Um, but I just know going up in college wise, going up against um, him and some of the guys that we had were, were really good corners. Roger Hood, some of the boys that got to the lead, that got to play. Man, you know? I
0: forgot. Man, that team was so talented, bro. Like, you, Hood on one side of that corner. Los Rogers on the other side of that corner. DT playing linebacker. Los Dansby playing linebacker. T Rob had the season of his life playing safety that year when he moved to safety. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You you got some
1: your memories outstanding, bro. bro man, gonna, on, man, Man, T Rob, yeah, Dansby. You know what I'm saying? That was year we got Ronnie, Cadillac, J Cam, myself, Devin, Ben, Mix, the old line, had Marcus McNeil, like, like, man. To red Raddick, Autumn Boys, man, D-line, Jay Rattler, Reggie torboard like, like everybody went to the league. Everybody yeah. went to leave yep. went to the so, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Will so, Herring. Will Herring. Yeah, I believe. Earlier, Spencer Johnson.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, loaded. Stanley? Yeah, Stanley. Golly, I did not realize it, how loaded that team was in 03. I think, I think Q, um, was a baby. I think he was a red shirt.
1: Groves, Groves. Yeah, cute
0: think, man. God bless him.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so was I mean, a baby. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we had a lot. I think. Well, I, I don't think I didn't think I know because it was my I think my senior year because that's when Pat Lee he was he was a baby. Pat Lee, Pat we, Sims. Yeah. Pat Sims. Yeah, it, we we had a lot of talent, but had a, a lot. lot. And and I, and I think that's why we were really good. They were able to get a lot of talented guys in Auburn and, and,
0: and when we just them. said all those people. A lot of those people came from Georgia. A lot came from Florida. A lot came from Louisiana. you had some from Louisiana. you still mm-hmm. had some from Bama. How does Auburn get that imprint back to where they're recruited strongly in all four or five of those states? That's a good question,
1: brother. I think um, – I don't know what the what the landscape was then – or, you know, how to how it has changed. Um, But that's really a good question. Really just digging in and trying hard. And and I think what happened, what we did, was did a really, really good job of knowing, developing, and getting the players from those states that were good players. Right. I don't think that they missed some, but they didn't really miss a lot. So if you have a developmental player, a DT, like a lot of people didn't know about him, but he ended up being a second round pick. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. So, so, so I think I think they did a great job then in recruiting and being able to get really good football players that might have not been um, the the you know the higher the highest recruiting guys. Right. They knew what they were looking for, and like Spencer, Nick Spencer, he was, he was recruited, but he came in as a linebacker and ended up going to the NFL as a big defensive, athletic defensive tackle. Right, I think he did a lot of uh, good developing in, in in those guys, and not necessarily going get the, the highest rated players from those states, but guys they knew that would be they could get to be able to come and play and develop.
0: Now that 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 makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, like even Lowe's came, like Los Dansby came in with wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I, t- I talked
1: to. I'd be laughing to this day in the little group chat. I tell her, he always asks, he, he asked Coach Knox for a bubble screen. <laughs> I'm like, bro. I said, I said, man, your big, tall, behind. You 190 talk about, can I get a bubble screen? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 nah nah. he was a receiver, but he ended up being one of the better linebackers, of the best linebacker to come through all So man. they they knew what they what they saw. You know, and they were like, you know what, we, this kid's athletic. Let's take
0: him. Well, you know, we didn't say we didn't even mention so, um, B We didn't mention uh, BJ uh, was on that 0-3 team too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Randy Jacobs you on know. Too. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, yeah with him. Down. I mean, yeah, ended up being
1: a, you know Super Bowl champion, one of the better backs in, in, in the Giants' history, and toting it, running folks over. And he always been like that. Though, I mean, you know, unfortunately, he, they really do it right at Armour with him. You know what I mean? But, but that dude was a beast. Come, I mean, yeah. he came in bowl practice, run, you know, trying to run folks over and everything else. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was playing. Well, he, he he was coming for that spot. <laughs> he's spot. And I'm like, yo, I ain't never seen a dude this big not run that fast. So I'm like, what what like what where you find this dude? You know what
0: man, what They I mean? tried to play him everywhere to taught to BJ, he's like, hey, no, he was not even trip, but he used to always be like, I'm 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 gonna tell that. And I'd be like, bro man, just go do what them folks said. He ain't really tripped, you know, he tried everything, you know what I mean? Like,
1: you know what? That one thing I say about BJ, like he did, and and and, and but, but at the end of the day, he knew what he was. You know, he was right. a hell of a running He knew what right. he was a hell of a runner, like like Man, you know, we had great basketball but you know I was gonna a running back. and I'ma show I'ma show whoever didn't let me or whoever's father was that what I what I am that he right. did, you know. So so that that was uh you know, a great job by him and I'm glad he did good things because he knew he was you know he's a running back. Not to say he couldn't be a DN or a linebacker, of course he could have. He, yeah, he, I mean he's a freak. He's a freak, but but at the end of the day, I'm gonna run this ball and I'm gonna show people in the world that I can be tall and big and run this damn ball. So so hey, that man.
0: was you know, that's was what the cool. hell he did too. That's what he did, that's what he did, that's what he did. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. Man, J Man, look, man, where can people find you on Instagram? And oh uh, Twitter too. Well, yeah, my name, Jared
1: McIntyre Um, uh, it's, it's my Twitter, and then and then um, my IG is J M A C C C 81. So right, go, sure. you know, check me out, follow me and all that good stuff. Most of it's about my 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 high school boys. Right. Look, you know, sometimes a little pressure stuff, but for the most part, it's my high school boys, man, and trying to help them and develop them and get exposure.
0: Man, look, I know I know you're 12. Well, let me get in that closet, dog. I need to get some of those shoes. Hey, hey, come on down here, man. I got you. Right, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey, that's it, man. Philip Duke signing out for the Casual Flicks. I'm out. I appreciate you, brother. Man, appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man.